Hit it. Hey there, this is Don Heffington, and you are listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Yes. One, two, three. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, template, putting questions to the songs, which are randomly selected with the help of our friend Synchronicity. I got synchronicity. Well, we're Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're Radio 8 Ball, give it a shake. Now it's time for the show. Andras, let's go! Did that hurt? Did that hurt anybody? Is anyone, everyone okay? Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Starburns Industries with our musical guest, Willie Wisely. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Willie Wisely. It's great to have you here. Have your friends joining us. Now, I may have mentioned there's a storm on. People are afraid there's going to be a flood. Starburns is going to be washed away. We're all going to be reported tomorrow on the day, the morning news as casualties of the Burbank flood. But some courageous individuals pulled on their waders, <laughs> grabbed, their, grabbed their bumper shoots, <laughs> and braved the storm. Whether it was by pontoon or by some sort of big-wheeled vehicle, they made it here. I floated here in my guitar. And now, welcome to Radio 8 Ball, you courageous individual. Thank you. Kelsey Very Sterling. happy to be here. Let me get that right. Kelsey Sterling. Yes, sir. You That's are. Me. That is a that is a very bright name. Why, thank you. Yeah. So, welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Happy I mean, to be here. I don't know why you would... I mean, I'm really think... I'm really... Your, your parents thank me. They came up... Did you come up with the name? Is this a stage name? No. My parents gave it to me. I wish I was that brilliant to come up with a name like that. With but. Kelsey Sterling? Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, I feel like you should be like some sort of private detective. Ooh. Mm. I like that. Yeah, Kelsey Sterling, private eye. That sounds really fun. Yeah, it seems like, but I've, but it also sounds like you might be played by Morgan Fairchild in the 80s in, a, in a, some sort of nighttime drama, and things get steamy between you and Andrew Stevens. <laughs> Are you a foreign? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I missed my window. Yes, I'm old. <laughs> anyway, that was nice. But it was a gentle old. Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. Old. Yes. So, how do you know this this uh, dapper Dan Willie Wisely, Kelsey? Well, as my life tends to go, it's six degrees of Chicago. So I actually went to your very first show because Lauren Gold was playing with you. Your his very first show in Chicago, or his very first show ever. My very first show. Oh, okay. Ever. So it was because everyone here is claiming to have play, seen Willie's first show. That was definitely and not me. And he looks at them all like, "I wasn't even in Chicago. <laughs> Where were you on the night of?" He's like, "You're a detective. You're detective. Yeah. Detective. Yeah. No. 
um, nobody saw that show, but she she got records of it. Anyway, so the tell band us. Chicago. Wait, band. You saw him opening for the. No. No, no, no. This <laughs> is getting really convoluted. So, um, <laughs> when you say you're from Chicago, I thought you were from the city, but you're from the band Chicago. No, okay. I, I know really through six degrees of the of, band Chicago. Of the band Chicago. Yes. Okay. So that's how I came to know of Willie. She is encyclopedic on the band Chicago. And really? Yeah. I've never I've I've never met I've met lots of people who like the band Chicago, but I've never met someone for whom the band Chicago is ground zero. They are my ground zero. That, and I, I know Willie through the uh, roundabout way through Chicago. To, or, like are you like are you the president of the fan club or are you the no <laughs> how did you be, i'm so curious cuz I'm, I'm i i mean like i have no disrespect for chicago i've just never gone fully down the rabbit hole of chicago and i'm they're one of those bands that always a little bit mystifies me i don't i feel like when i hear stuff like they're they're like they're sonically very there's a lot of similarities but there's a lot of difference there's a lot of horn this horn jazz thing it, tell me tell me Give me some lowdown on how you became so enamored of this band. What was what what enlightened you to the to Chicago? Uh, my dad. I grew up with Chicago, and uh, I I didn't know any different. And then we went to see our first concert in 2005, and I immediately got sucked in. So it was the music I grew up with, and then seeing the band live just brought it to a whole nother level. And uh, and then we um, Saturday. Yeah. Was that the song? Was that the song? That's that got my you? favorite song of all time. Yes. Do you know the Jill Sobule song that references that? No. Jill Sobule has a song. It's a good. It's like a, it's not a negative. It's like she has a song where she sort of talks about how much that how how that song was playing the first time she got high and how much she loves that song. You should check it out. That's a good memory. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you went and saw them in 2005. Yes. Wow. I bet they. I bet years before that they thought no, they weren't ever going to get any new young fans. Ever. And to just know that you're playing in Chicago's playing in 2005 and turning people onto them to the point where you're a fanatic. That's good. Good work, Chicago. Yeah, the next generation. Yeah, right he, here. Right. Yeah. So do you so, have the do you have the full catalog? You have every every record. Yes. Can Except you name for the them? greatest hits, because I feel like those don't. Yeah, count those don't count. No, you don't count. No. Well, and nobody counts like Chicago. Thank you. So can can you, I, I'm just, I, I hate to put you on the spot, but yeah. this is the kind of thing that I would love to do if you asked me about The Who or something. Okay. Can you Ooh. name, can you can you name the, all the Chicago records? Well, they're uh, in numerals, so you just go CTA, Chicago 2, and then 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I mean, like, That's literally, they're numerals. no one counts like Chicago. <laughs> they're, they're no, wait, they're no, wait. There's but, literally numerals. But the, the later eras, they never, they only did numerals forever. They have Hot Streets, which is the only album that has a name. Everything else is numerals. Okay, well, so... <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. Like, I this win. <laughs> and did, did, was, did, was Hot Streets supposed to be, or is there a number saved? Is there a floor 13 reserved for... Yeah, so it goes Hot Streets and then to 14. Uh, and, oh, so, I think it's the greatest. And prior to Hot Streets was 13 or 12? 12. Okay. All right. So it really is the 13th Wait floor. Hot Whoa. Streets is the 13th floor of Chicago? That. Stop yes. it. <laughs> How's the he, show is creeping me out. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this whole talk about alternate timelines. This is, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm rarely speechless, but I'm, uh, I'm not speechless because I'm still making sounds. But you can hear that there's no thought behind them. I, my brain died. It's so. wind. <laughs> it's windy in here. So, 
I think Hot Streets is 12. Let me correct myself. Oh, okay. Before I embarrass uh, myself. Okay, yeah. All the Chicago fans out there I listening. Know. <laughs> I know. This is, I'm about to get okay. lambasted. So, Chicago, okay. So, they're all, I've, I've, uh, I've uh, revealed my ignorance of Chicago. I know a few songs. I didn't even know all the song, all the albums were numerals. Sorry. I, I know, know you tried to put me on the spot. That was great. I was uh, like, I can just count up to how many albums they have. <laughs> how many? How is it up to top? What's the top? What where, where do they top out at? Uh, for me, it stops at at eleven. Yeah, but but <laughs> but they do. They keep going. They have like twenty six. Chica- Chicago's like, like a bit from Spinal Tap. They go to eleven. Wait, you said taps out at eleven. Yeah, yeah, right. All right. Yeah. Oh wow. That was an unintentional Spinal Tap reference, but that kind of works. So, That's... but what is their official tally? Where oh, you... I don't know. I oh, lost you... count because they just do the greatest hits albums. They've done. What was the last original Chicago record? The one that I count? No, no, the one that they count. I don't know. Like, I stopped counting. From 2016. Oh, you know, like, oh what, wow. What, now, what, oh, you know, okay, no, no, that's not so true. So I was they saying good on you, Chicago? Chicago? In 2006. That was oh, a new, new album. And then Chicago done, 30. Yeah. And then, they, which was Triple X. And then they have done a Chicago. Triple X? It was a pornographic record? <laughs> really? And, and they used the numerals for that as well. They made oh, sure okay, that the 30 it. was Triple X. Oh, got it. Got it. Triple X. Got it. <laughs> yeah. They've done, done one more called Chicago now. I don't believe that has a numeral attached to it. Because <sighs> it, that's the fine. They've they've achieved the singularity. Now, now, can I just? You had mentioned Lauren Gold, and he actually creates more circles for us. But how did he play into the us meeting? I can't recall. Bring it back to the six degrees of Chicago. So yeah. I saw so many shows that the band got to know me. I knew Jason Chef, and that was in the days of MySpace. And Jason would post about gigs he was doing. He did a gig with Lauren up in uh, Bellavino, I think, in '06. Mm-hmm. And so then through that, I got to know Lauren, and he would post what shows he was doing. He said, "Hey, I'm playing with Willie Wisely in Hollywood." So I came to see the show, and that was that was my first. Wife and were you show. living in Hollywood at the time? I was not. I drove up from San Diego. Oh, that's and the, just yeah. to bring this back to everything. Lauren Gold is now the music director for the Who. For the Who. Now that's <laughs> a band I know a little connected. something about. <laughs> so he's so he's moving up in the world. No Indeed. offense to Chicago. Oh. People. You got it. <laughs> I'm so it's so hard for me not to sing along. Do it. Do it. Back to castration. There's 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 music. There's a music bed. Go your double knot spy cars playing. On, can't you hear them playing? It's groovy music, right? Oh. That's that music bed that's under us. Oh wow! My yeah. my old uh, drummer Joe is in that yeah. group. Great yeah. guy. Love it. So uh, that's that's, that's who's that's who's playing. And anyway, so uh, so he's gone on to the Who. Uh, I there's a, there's a whole other rabbit yeah. hole that we could go down, but let's <laughs> just not. Just went down a serious let's rabbit not, hole too. I let's apologize. not. Chicago. Let's let's. You know what? Only because if we start talking about the Who, we will not let Chicago have their day. My life is so full of attention to the Who. To this moment, really, let's. Okay, Pete, okay. Keith, John, Roger, step back. Let somebody else have the spotlight. There's some guys with receding hairlines and trumpets who want to play some music. <laughs> Pete's like, don't talk to me about receding hairlines. <laughs> Sorry, this is these are the conversations that go on in my head. But I, I think now that we've we've all, I think we're all rushing, rushing to our local uh, record store to find the numeral of our choosing, the Chicago numeral of our there choosing. We go. But but while we're doing that, let's get into the pop, the musical divination. So Kelsey, what is your question? question for the pop oracle 
Well, since we're on the topic of... What topic are we on? I know! That <laughs> 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 was worded so perfectly. Just the way things are connected, right? All things are connected. So my question for the pop oracle is, is there such a thing as serendipity? Is there such a thing as serendipity? Is that real? Oh, Let's one. go for it. Is there such a thing as serendipity? And now, to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 na. Wheel of Eight. Song number five. Too Quick. I know, that was a weak spin. I no, the song is called Too was... Quick. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, I gave you a partial song title. The song oh. It's Too Quick to Love. I'm oh, people do that all the time. I'm sorry. That dirty old t-shirt never looked better Hung on the frame of my beautiful Heather She's young And I'm stung Through all of the pain And all my denial The arguments lasted For miles and miles we went deep Deep in the love From the golden retriever That slept across our legs I insisted You resisted It's so wrong Maybe Heather We weren't made to fly We got lost We were too quick to love
train You'd be the brakes If I were Manhattan You're a cabin upstate Long distance Long distance Directory assistance And that was Too Quick to Love from Willie Wisely with the beautiful accompaniment by Dan Kalisher. Got it right that time. Yeah. Amen. And that was the answer to this question about the existence of, of serendipity. Do we question that? Tell us about the, the background of this song. I have some ideas about this answer. I want to dig into it. But tell us about the, the song, Willie. I've heard it many times. This is one of my favorites. Mm, I don't have a lot of background on this one. I have to give a lot of credit to my co-writer, uh, Becky Lord. Um, and uh, I hope to contact her sometime again soon. I've completely lost contact with her for over a decade. Um, and she was a marvelous uh, lyricist, and and she really came with a bunch of images, and, and, uh, including the one about the T-shirt in the first line. And, and um, I had been listening to... The latest, you know, hot artist on KCRW that day, and I had heard something in six eight time, and I, but but with the, a pounding, uh, it, you know, uh, eight, uh, what would that be, sixteenth note feel, and I just thought that that'd be an interesting way to write. So I'm sorry, I only have sort of a technocratical that's fine background on this song. Technocratical, but but it's uh, um, but it became a very dramatic song. F- to play uh, and be it's a which is a testament to just a well-written lyric you know mm-hmm. and uh, uh, many of which were were driven by Becky so so is it sort of like getting it's I mean too quick to love is I feel like it's like falling in really quick with someone and then like that whole thing of like the most dramatic part is when you shout out I need distance that always strikes me as the sort of like because you don't you're not a shouter, so when you do, when you put a shout in one of your songs, it's sort of like, okay, I'm, I'm listening. Well, uh, never thought of it like that, but um, yeah, too quick to love may have been it. That is okay. You've you've brought out some of the meaning that that may have been something I brought to the session. I, I I don't know, but I definitely was too quick to love. Like in high school, I would fall in love. You know, I wouldn't just like a girl. I would fall in love and propose marriage, and it was mm-hmm. really probably pretty annoying. And I can think of at least one person who it drove away from me who I was mm-hmm. terribly you know love would have been kinder had I just been mellower yeah you know but I was under some presumption from somewhere that you know you've got to lock in you got to stay true you got to you know do right by you got to do all you know and, and be be a good good guy and then also be an apologist for every other inclination a man might have about a woman right you right. know so that's been a dominant theme in my life but so i that song to some degree has bec- whether i wrote it with becky uh, for for that reason or whether it's just become that but it's become my reckoning with the fact that like you you should slow down and and let love cook okay well now uh what did you think about that as the answer to the question about serendipity 
I think there's a lot of truth in that and that if you look at the signs and if you're almost searching for the signs, you're too quick to read them and too quick to put them together when they may not actually be signs. But you're so desperate for something that you go, oh, it's a sign. This means this person's meant for me or this means that this is destined to be. So I think that's actually quite the perfect song for that question because... So what does serendipity mean to you? What do you when you think when you say does serendipity exist? What does that mean? Because there's a phenomenon that it's described like it, it is a word that we use to describe a phenomenon and you know it, it feels like it's I don't know if serendipity is the same thing as synchronicity or the same like one of the, like a lot of people have this uh, dichotomy between synchronicity and fate or destiny, but uh, serendipity a lot of times gets used as as synonymous with synchronicity. So when you talk about serendipity, what does that mean for you? Like, is it the meaning that we put on a, a things that co- that are coincidental or what? Um, to me, serendipity is like the stars aligning. Your perception that the stars are aligning. And that coincidences are more than coincidence or that you choose to believe that it's more than coincidence. Mm -hmm. So it's – that's why I ask, is it real? Because I don't know if it's been proven that serendipity exists. It's you choose to believe that there is a thing greater than you out there making things Mm -hmm. line up. Oh, okay, yeah. So when you think of serendipity, you are thinking of it as being like – some divine force. Like the stars like, aligning, like something yeah. up there is uh, pulling strings. Right, right, right. Uh, that's a different, def- I think it's a different, de- we have a different def- def- definitions of it. Because synchronicity, like, I'll, I'll, I mean, this isn't answering the question. I mean, okay. getting into the interpretation, but just for me, the experience clearly exists. What we make of it is the, is the thing. Okay. Like, if. There's a phrase that I there's a, a quote that I've mentioned on this show before where that I learned once, which says that uh, to, today's breakthrough is tomorrow's ego trip. Right. <laughs> so like you have a synchronicity and it's a beautiful and pure thing. And then you lock it in and say, because this happened yesterday, now that's going to be true and blah, 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 forever and ever. And it's like, no, you missed out. That was a cool little synchronicity. But there's another one coming and it might be completely contradicting that. And if you are just locked into seeing what you want to see, which is I think what you're describing, then you're going to grab the information that justifies what you already want to exist, as you would do in that case of being too quick to love. So the song is about sort of referencing that. Uh, As usual, my interpretation is a little bit off the beaten path. Uh, So, but it does, it does get to this. So you, you, her name was, is Becky Lord, right? So when I was younger in the 80s or late 90s, I or I guess, or no, ladies, the ladies. That's Your favorite porn star was Rebecca Lord. She, it wasn't my favorite, but she was, there was a porn star named Rebecca Lord. You remember. So we're not alone in this. Is it the same person? No. No. Okay. So. But I did meet Rebecca Lord. Uh, because, oh, <laughs> after that? I did a television interview with her. Oh. Beside the point. You keep going. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's good to justify. He's like, oh, no, no. I met her in a professional capacity. I was on an interview show. I was not some creep like you, Andra. So not a creep. I'm a customer. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, sorry. Oh, that is such a good quote. Oh. Writing so, that down for later. <laughs> so... But the thing that the reason that, uh, that this comes to mind is because just in the last couple of days we've been run, and 
before this show and when this comes out a few uh, like a month and a half ago for you listening to this now we ran a series of episodes from the Radio 8 Vault, which includes one where Nina Hartley was our guest, Skyping in and asking a question. And her question was, is it better to give or to receive? Which I thought was, I think she was just kind of being cheeky and sort of porn star, sex educatory and cute about it. And we got the song, The Key. And we start, we ended up getting into talking about this idea about how too too much giving or too much receiving like if it's all one it's it's not it, neither is good like uh, that it's about the creating the circuit like if you are giving something that someone doesn't want then that's you know you're not being generous right you're being oppressive and if you don't know how to receive something that someone's giving someone's trying to give you something and you don't and like that's which is different than not wanting it but not knowing how to receive or always having to be the giver you know, then that's also so like there's there's these ways. So it's just it's one of these. Uh, it doesn't necessarily go to answering the question, but it might is that there is the serendipity, the synchronicity of the name, which sets off something in my mind. Like there's no in the her, in his story, there's no Rebecca, Rebecca Lord porn star connection. But he says the name and then that has that ping something in my mind, which is, has to do with something that happened recently. And there is a serendipity, a coincidence, a synchronicity of these occurrences. But I'm they're only important to me because I am the only one who had the experience of being on stage and having that musical divination with Nina Hartley and then had my experience of knowing who Rebecca Lord was and making that connection with he, with you here. And so it's sort of like serendipity absolutely exists, but but it's totally meaningless. Right. Uh, and it's not guided by a, a larger power or it is well, like like Kelsey was asking. I I well, I don't I don't necessarily. No, I don't think that I personally don't believe that synchronicity is guided by something outward. It's a complete, it's a manifestation of human psychology. There's a thing that Alan Watts used to talk about. He said, in order for there to be a rainbow, there needs to be light in the air. There needs to, I mean, a sun, there needs to be sunlight, and there needs to be uh, water vapor in the air. That's how a rainbow happens. But if you have a sun and you have water in the air, you don't have a rainbow. You know why? Because it only is a rainbow if it's refracted off eyes like ours. So you actually have to have eyes like ours to see it in order for a rainbow to exist and otherwise just water and sun in the air. And I feel like a serendipity is like that, like a synchronicity is like that. In order for it to be a synchronicity, it has to have meaning to me. But two things can, but there are things that are randomly moving in rhythm that they are unaware of that are happening all the time. And there's context that we're unaware of that informs actions that seem meaningless and haphazard whereas in fact they are connected if we can get further further back but does it mean anything i don't think i think it's it means you know i don't know i don't know if anything means anything uh really but 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 does it i'm gonna drive my car into a post on the way home (laughs) well is that but well there are philosophers who say is does that have me like does it would that matter it would matter to me like like a synchronicity if you drove your car into a tree, it would matter to me. It would matter to, to, to many people who love you. But in the grand scheme of things, would it matter? I don't know. We got, 12, we got maybe 12, 30 years left on this planet as a human species if we don't get our shit together. So, you know, whatever. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be... There are people who are better philosophers than me who could lay this all out. But I feel like it's led to a really interesting... 
I would I almost said conversation, but I feel like I've just it's just led to a really interesting opportunity for me to rant about synchronicity. I don't know if I've let you talk, Kelsey. Do you feel like Do you feel like I've just mansplained synchronicity to you for about a half an hour? <laughs> I feel like was, your Your legs aren't wide enough. Apart. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Man's, I got a man's spread while I man's playing. <laughs> yes. It was, a, it was a monologue. It was a monologue of synchronicity. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, which is what a synchronicity is. It, it is a monologue. It's all it taps into your personal monologue. Sorry. Took a really dark turn there. Really? But it was, yeah. Well, he's the one who talked about driving his car into the tree. I just said it wouldn't be, it wouldn't matter. And then it wouldn't matter. And then it just went downhill from there. What do you mean? That's when I handed it off to you. This is what's well, getting better. I'm bringing the I'm bringing the light back. You're bringing here. it okay. back. Your show, okay. What'd you call her name? Bright, very bright. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. Brightness. Yeah. I'm bringing the brightness back. Yeah, bringing brightness? the brightness back. The sterling quality. Oh. Yeah. Well yes. played. Well yes. played. Well, it's uh. This has been. Uh, do you feel? How do you feel, Kelsey? I feel again. I feel like. Uh, did you get your full synchronicity's worth? I did. I did. I feel like that song in itself, just being the one that was chosen by the wheel, is synchronicity, is serendipity. Yeah. Do we yeah. decide those are two different things? Um, that's for you to decide Ooh. and for me to know. Ooh. No, no I, don't, I don't know anything. To, to me, they're very similar, but, uh, yeah, or, or maybe the same. Yeah, I just I think, think, so. it's, I think it's a – it depends if you are, uh, if you are a fan of – Late 19th century, early 20th century psychologists, or if you are more of a fan of clothing stores for uh, for yoga fanatics, <laughs> isn't there a serendipity store like a chain of I places like, called Serendipity yeah, that sell like, yoga clothes? Yeah, yeah. And 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 here I thought you were going to say a, a fan of uh, Browning poetry. You know, Elizabeth Barrett Browning. She poetry. writes about serendipity. It just seems like a word that would have appeared in her poems. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the old, the old EBB. In the old EBB. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets a, you know, we got the RBG and the AOC and the EBB. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Cass. You're welcome. This was great. Thanks for what's having the me. What's the middle name? Elizabeth? KLS. KES. Cass? KLS almost sounds like a radio station. Just add an O in there. Can we KLOS? KLOS? Yeah, that's I a... I mean, that could almost... Cass. Ooh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right. I think that's our out. <laughs> and on that note... Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show.